Welcome to the next episode of Strategize to Succeed. Selectively applying the strategies which we discuss each week will help you as you progress from conditions to opportunities to successes. In today's episode, we are considering the nature of confidence, not just self-confidence and how to increase your own sense of confidence, but also to have confidence in others and what they must do to earn your confidence in them. Recently, the concept of confidence became more noticeable as we watched the evening news. In fact, you might say that for one more time, confidence became a political issue for the United States. Questions arose as to why we should have confidence in an institution or in their leadership, how they could have earned that confidence, and does having confidence in someone else mean legitimizing their behavior? So we must start by exploring the nature of confidence. There are several meanings to the word confidence, a few of which are irrelevant to our exploration. What we are focusing on, thanks to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is the self-realization and certitude of one's knowledge and ability to properly or effectively behave relative to a situation or position. This fundamental definition has been stretched and configured further by many experts in the area. In psychology today, confidence is defined as, quote, believe in oneself, the conviction that one has the ability to meet life's challenges and to succeed, and the willingness to act accordingly. Being confident requires a realistic sense of one's capabilities and feeling secure in that knowledge, close quote. Why is confidence viewed as beneficial and a trait which is sought after? The reason may be summarized by Tony Schwartz, President and CEO of the Energy Project. According to Mr. Schwartz, quote, confidence equals security equals positive emotion equals better performance, close quote. Not only can confidence give off added benefits, but there is also a cumulative, almost a snowballing effect, which can be generated as confidence continues and is perceived as such by others. Consider this. Essentially, confidence is the flip side of self-doubt. If that is accepted as the premise, then it would seem logical that the way to achieve confidence is to consciously target the elements of self-doubt, which may be plaguing so many of us. To accomplish this objective, Amy Gallo, in the article How to Build Confidence, turned to Professor Deborah H. Grunfeld from Stanford Graduate School of Business. Professor Grunfeld advocates, quote, honestly assessing your abilities and your shortcomings and then getting comfortable enough to capitalize on and correct them. 
That prescription sounds easy enough when a distant party offers the solution. But what's really involved? Professor Grunfeld's initial suggestion is preparation. This operates on the same theory as practicing a speech which you must give. The more times you review it, the more self-assured you become, and the better job you will do when the time comes to make the speech. This same concept applies to any task which you have in mind. Reviewing the process point by point provides you with greater clarity and understanding of the mechanism. Once you have the details under control, it becomes easier to convey the meaning. When you no longer have to worry about the individual details, it then becomes easier to relax and express the ideas in a more self-assured manner. The next point made by Professor Grunfeld is to recognize when you need help. Asking for help is not a sign of weakness. Instead, it reflects your strength and actually your self-confidence. It demonstrates that you understand your different skills and recognize when you could benefit from assistance. Along with seeking help is the benefit which comes from obtaining feedback from those who can be relied upon to be completely truthful. Often, however, that is not as easy to find as one would expect. Finally, Professor Grunfeld advocates that one be willing to take risks. Her thought is that, quote, failure can be very useful for building confidence. Stressing yourself is the only way to grow, close quote. Of course, the question must be asked if the effort is really worth it, just to gain confidence. Dr. Barbara Markway addresses this question in her article, Why Self-Confidence is More Important Than You Think. In it, she highlights five benefits of developing self-confidence. The first advantage to having confidence is that fear and anxiety become less crippling. Once that happens, actions become, quote, in line with your values, close quote. With added confidence comes greater motivation. Once you recognize that you are gaining confidence, it becomes easier to stretch your perceived limits. If you could do X, maybe you can do Y after all. It doesn't seem as difficult as you initially thought that it was. As the level of confidence begins to grow, so also grows the level of resilience. At that point, confidence seems to impact one's perspective and the fear that comes with failure and mistakes becomes less daunting. Perhaps you'll recognize that there seems to be a cyclical pattern which emerges, from lack of self-esteem to enhanced preparation to resulting less fear and anxiety to increasing motivation to more resilience to self-confidence which improves relationships and provides a stronger sense of one's authentic self. As was mentioned at the outset, confidence is multidirectional. 
We develop confidence in ourselves so that others will gain confidence in us. And we hope to have confidence in others because it makes us feel more comfortable with them and enhances their credibility. There is also the confidence which we want to have with our institutions. Confidence doesn't suddenly happen at one time. Instead, confidence is built up layer upon layer based on the accomplishment of incremental tasks. If a task is completed properly and effectively, like climbing a ladder, we move up to the next rung and offer additional confidence based on an accumulation of achievements. However, as is often pointed out, confidence is at the heart of leadership. And if we notice any of the missteps in the handling of one's role in leadership, a chink in the armor then develops and the level of confidence starts to become questionable. For us to have confidence in the leaders of the institutions with which we deal, these same leaders must exude confidence in their organizations and in the steps which they take as leaders. To accomplish this, there are four reasons why confidence plays an important role for these leaders. As described by Joanna True, author of Four Reasons Why Confidence is Important to a Business Leader, the first reason is to ensure better communication, remaining positive, and fostering listening to multiple opinions, which further encourages active communication. Second, a confident leader is better at team building so that there's a collaborative working environment. For business goals to be reached, there must be mutual trust and respect, along with accountability and work ethic. Third, leaders are the primary risk takers in any institutional environment. And for the decisions to be correct, Others are dependent on the right risks being taken at the right time. Finally, a leader must be confident in order to put into place any changes which are to be implemented. If a leader of an institution is unable to motivate others to recognize opportunities or to determine which risks are appropriate to pursue, then a leader cannot operate with confidence. That behavior will convey to the public an uncertainty resulting in our lack of confidence in that institution. As Professor Grunfeld noted, quote, when you realize your value to others, confidence is no longer about self-promotion. In fact, confidence is no longer the right word. It's about purpose, close quote, to which author Amy Gallo adds, quote, instead of agonizing about what others might think of you or your work, concentrate on the unique perspective you bring, close quote. It would seem that if one has confidence, then that person is, in fact, aware that they are confident. 
To build up some of the supposed magic, which is confidence, requires that attention be given to the condition of its absence. Once the foundation is exposed, it then becomes easier to construct the elements which lead to living daily with confidence. Thank you for sharing your time today. Remember your application of strategic decision-making approaches can result in more beneficial outcomes for you, both professionally and personally. Why not turn that process into your opportunity?